I'm a teacher and a group of Karens, who are also teachers, tried to get rid of me. But now the tables have turned and I'm the one that has the fate of their careers in my hands. Here's how it went down. I work as a teacher and some of my co-workers, other teachers, are total Karens. They go out of their way to make my life completely miserable. Two years ago, I was hired as a teacher by a district. I'd previously had a decade of experience in another place, but moving to a new city required this. When I started there, the other teachers were quick to be intimidating towards me. At first, I felt everyone was against me, but I quickly learned it was really just these three women. They'd hold these meetings after school to go over the rules and congratulate themselves a lot. It was like something out of Mean Girls. I was told who I could and who I could not talk to. Every outfit I wore was critiqued with some being deemed do not wear that again and even malicious gossip being spread to students. These rules weren't written things. For example, I was chastised for failing to give a thing thank you card to teacher number one because she was in the interview when the principal hired me. I could go on for ages with dozens of these bizarre rules and passive aggressive actions. The worst was when my webpage was edited with some nasty words and the weirdest was when they tried to make it look like I was rigging a teacher of the month vote. It backfired splendidly. Things got better for a while because teacher number two was out for FMLA and teacher number three got into some troubles with the district over other stuff. It was a horrible year overall but I survived and wasn't going to leave because of their constant cruelty. In my time, I did speak to the principal about this twice, and he was extremely aware and supportive, but didn't want to rock the boat with them. They're scary. It was tricky because of how direct their attacks were, but also because they were really good at denying everything. About a month ago, some big changes happened within the district. Essentially, all of the grades and schools were shuffled, resulting in each grade getting its own building, basically. Nearly all employees had to reapply for their jobs. I was in a panic, but a call from my principal assured me that things were fine. We would have had a team of four teachers for my subject and they would be selected by him. He hired me first and so I stopped worrying. And then he had some health issues. The other three teachers weren't being hired with him out of commission. I began to worry. What kind of teachers will be left halfway through summer break? The principal asked me to do some interviews in his place with the assistant principal from another site helping me. The first two interviewers were great and so we hire them. We still have one more spot though and the applications are still coming in. And then it happens. We get applications from teacher number one and teacher number two. It seems teacher number three didn't reapply at all, so good riddance. The interviews were golden. They dropped all pretense that they were innocent and each one sold the others out about everything. They tried so hard to suck up with, we were just so jealous of you and such. I asked teacher number one why she hadn't found a job elsewhere in the district and I learned that she had applied everywhere she was certified for and was was turned down repeatedly. Teacher number two refused to work anywhere other than our building. They did nothing to help themselves get the job and wallowed in self-pity for half of the interview. We hired a brand new teacher who seems promising and as of this morning 100% of the positions that they are certified for are now filled. And perhaps it's mean or perhaps it's revenge but I sent both a thank you card in their interviews. So am I the jerk? This is one of those situations where the power dynamic dynamic completely flips. I mean, these Karen teachers are trying to make fun of the OP for how she dressed, how she behaved, and even went as low as to 
try and create malicious gossip to the students. I mean, that's weird. What are they doing? They're going and just saying, oh, did you hear Mrs. OP likes to bottle her own farts? I think even as a student, you would probably think that's weird if one teacher is just randomly talking trash about another teacher. If this type of thing is happening with them professionally in this case, where they have to go to the OP to try and get hired for this new position after everything gets rearranged, that's probably also helping in their own personal lives as well, where they put somebody down and later on have to go and ask that person for help. It just seems like mindless cruelty for no reason, but maybe that's just their personality types. The thing is, if they were going to go through all of that, at least stick to your guns and don't fake suck up during the interview. But if this was you and suddenly you were the one in control, the one that can make the decision as to whether or not someone that made your life awful gets a job or not, how would you handle it? Do you think that sending the thank you card was too far or justified? Let me know. Am I the jerk for refusing to let my mother-in-law spend the night in my bedroom and lock the door? Here's some context. My husband is 34 years old and I am 26 years old. We got married nine months ago and we live in a different town from his parents and his mom visited us unexpectedly on Friday. Now to give some context about my mother-in-law, she is okay-ish but has no respect for her son's privacy and by extension mine. When it was time to go to bed, my mother-in-law requested that we let her sleep in the bedroom on the master bed. And not just that, but locked the door as well because she explained she can't feel comfortable enough to sleep without locking the door. I found this bizarre, but I politely declined and suggested other options like the guest room couch and air mattress. But no, she turned around and presented these options to me. My husband agreed, but I said no. This initiated an argument between her and I. During the argument, I pointed out how I didn't want to be kept out of my room and away from my stuff, but she lashed out at my husband saying, Don't you just stand there, say something! My husband told me to let her. It's just one night. But I told her those were all the options I had for her, and if she didn't like them, then I could book her in a hotel. She took it as in I was kicking her out and started crying, which made my husband upset. She left at 12 a.m., and my husband blew up, saying I disrespected his mother, who was a guest in our house and treated her poorly. He then reminded me that it's our bedroom and not just mine, and I acted horribly to her, causing her to go stay at a hotel in the middle of the night. He went to book a room in the same hotel as her and turned his phone off. The next day, she went home and told the family who berated me, calling my behavior towards my mother-in-law abhorrent and loathsome. Now, my husband is complaining about how I keep trying to ruin his relationship with his family and push them away, but I want to know, was I really the jerk for refusing to let my mother-in-law spend the night in my bedroom and lock the door? So the mom wasn't really asking if she could stay in the room and lock the door. She was telling the OP, the wife, that she could do that. The mom probably felt that the request of being able to go in and be close to her things was too general or didn't make enough sense to be justified and so she wanted probably to keep pushing to stay in that room. As some people pointed out, the husband somehow isn't able to see that the mother is disrespecting the OP, the wife here, and it's almost like he doesn't even consider what the wife is saying at all. He just cuts straight to, well, it's not just your room, it's both of our rooms, and that he can make part of the decision too, which maybe she would want to talk about with him, but it's not like she was put on the spot when the mother asked this question. Because it's not like she pre-planned this, the mother asked in the moment, and the OP responded in the moment. But if this was your mother-in-law, would you allow her to sleep in your bedroom and lock the door? Would that bother you, or would you be fine with it? Let me know down below. Am I the jerk for losing it on my fiance for disinviting my stepsisters to our wedding? I'm going to keep this short. I'm a 25-year-old female and getting married to my fiance next month. We've had no issues with the wedding planning except the guest list. The context is I have a large family. I have two stepsisters, 18 and 20, a biological brother who's 27, and also a biological sister who's 30. My fiance argued that the 
guest list should be cut short and he suggested I only invite my immediate family. I asked him to elaborate and he suggested excluding my stepsisters. I said no and got upset with him for implying that they're not family. He said, well, this wasn't what I meant. I was just speaking from a technical angle, especially since I didn't include them in the wedding party like the maid of honor and bridesmaids. So he thought they were unneeded, but I said they are wanted and they will always be wanted and included by me. Well, days ago, my stepsisters called saying my fiance canceled their invitations and told them some lie about changing the wedding location and telling them that they won't be able to come. I was fuming. I went home and started screaming at him. He asked that I hear him out and then explained that he had no choice since we were required to shorten the list and that he just, quote, did my dirty work for me since I obviously was looking at the situation from an emotional angle and couldn't bring myself to disinvite my stepsisters myself. I called him a hypocrite because he invited almost six of his friends who, as far as I know, aren't immediate family. I told him he hurt my stepsisters by going behind my back and excluding them from my wedding, which they've been so excited about. He got up from the couch and yelled that it's our wedding, so my stepsister's feelings aren't really that relevant compared to his, and called me controlling for wanting my way or the highway. He took his phone and stormed out to see his friends. Some of his friends called to scold me for how I'm treating their brother, and then they went on about how rude I was to suggest that their brother disinvite them from the wedding just because I don't like them and called it a you problem. My mother-in-law called and is wanting to speak to me. He probably told her what's going on and she's probably going to ask that I apologize for yelling. So, am I the jerk for losing it on my fiance for disinviting my stepsisters to our wedding? This all sounds like a horrible way to start a marriage. You guys are yelling at each other and screaming, going behind each other's backs, trying to play games without the other one noticing. It's like Varys versus Littlefinger, but on a much smaller scale. And the fiance is trying to weaponize other people to call to scold her, and then even gets the mother-in-law involved. I mean, this whole thing is a total mess. There's probably a hundred responses to this that just simply say the sentence, don't marry him OP. But what do you think? Is this something worth canceling the wedding over, or is it not that big of a deal? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for not sticking up for my grandmother after my wife told her to F off out of her hospital room. About three weeks ago, my wife, who's 33 years old, went into premature labor with our daughter at 31 weeks. It was entirely unexpected and both my wife and our daughter had a horrible time and it became quite dangerous for both of them. My wife became pre-eclamptic among other serious complications and for the first time, we weren't even sure if either my wife or our daughter would make it. Luckily, they did both survive, but our daughter is still in the NICU after three weeks and will probably be there for another three and my wife is still in the hospital as well. It has been a horrible struggle for my wife. Before this, she was a very healthy and active person, and even during most of her pregnancy, she was able to maintain a somewhat active lifestyle, but because of the trauma her body went through, she is basically starting back from square one and hasn't even been able to hold our daughter yet. My wife has a lot of struggles so far with her birth trauma and feels so confused and hurt by her experience. She told me that she feels betrayed by her own body, and even in some of her weakest moments, she even said she regretted getting pregnant entirely of how much she has suffered and how she is so worried she'll never be the person she was again. She feels horrible for having these feelings, but I and multiple mental health professionals have been working to help and support her through this. We have finally reached the point where we can receive visitors. Her family lives close by, but my family lives three states away and have been awaiting the chance to meet the baby and check in on my wife. My parents and grandparents flew down and I warned my family beforehand that my wife and daughter are still at very fragile stages 
ages and they need to be patient. When I brought them in to see my wife, my grandmother immediately went and wanted to talk to her about the birth and her experience. My wife said that it was one of the worst experiences of her life and my grandmother responded by telling her that the worst is yet to come and that struggling is what being a mother is about. My wife got very upset over those comments and started screaming at her to F off and get the F out. I had never seen my wife like this and I could tell she was feeling extremely stressed but I quickly escorted my family out. I told them it would be best if they left for now and we could talk later as to not cause even more stress on my wife. My family said that they were appalled by my wife's behavior and for me not defending my grandmother but at the end of the day I feel that it is my responsibility to be my wife's advocate cater all of the time, but especially now. It has become a bit of tension in my extended side of the family, however, but I haven't told my wife about it because I don't want to stress her out and I plan to deal with this alone entirely. Should I apologize on my wife's behalf? If I'm the jerk, I'll own up to it, but I don't see my wife as the jerk at all. So who do you think is the jerk? The wife is obviously under a lot of pressure and she had a near fatal experience in this pregnancy. So when the mother-in-law came in and said the worst is yet to come, it probably sounds like she's trying to balloon the situation that the wife went through or that she thinks it's the same as a normal pregnancy, which clearly it was not. I think the wife had just been through so much and was probably at her wit's end and the very first thing that comes out of the mother-in-law's mouth is that she just probably exploded. That and not to mention she is still worried about the condition of her child. I mean, if it's getting to the point where this might affect the rest of her life and she never knows if she'll be the same person again and she's even going out of her way to say that she maybe regrets having this pregnancy experience on the first place, it makes a lot of sense why she would be so upset when the mother-in-law said this. But to be fair, the mother-in-law might not have known the extent to how extreme this whole situation was. She might not have known how serious it was. And maybe that was on the husband for not explaining that to the mother-in-law prior to her getting there. It's just such a weird thing to say, the worst is yet to come. So the OP is clearly split on whether or not he should apologize on his wife's behalf, whether he's a jerk, she's a jerk, or who's the jerk. Let me know who you think it is down below in the comments. Am I the jerk for ordering delivery food when I only live a few blocks away from the restaurant. There's a local burger joint that my family and I love. It's about 10 blocks away from our house and they do both delivery and pickup. I'm a full-time student and a stay-at-home mother to a toddler while my husband works full-time. I had an exam and a couple of lab practicals due today and was too tired to cook dinner so I ordered a couple of burgers and fries from the local joint. It was already dark out, really cold, and I didn't feel like trying to wrangle my kid into their snowsuit or the stroller to walk over there as we don't have a car, so I ordered delivery on the website for an additional fee. This wasn't a delivery service like DoorDash or Uber Eats. The restaurant uses its own online platform and hires its own drivers to deliver food. I paid online and left a 20% tip. About 30 minutes later, I got a notification the delivery driver was in my building, so I went downstairs to pick up my food. When I got to the door, the delivery person was very rude and told me that next time I should get off my butt and pick up my own food and that she doesn't get paid enough to deliver food less than a mile. I just grabbed my food and didn't say a word to her and headed back towards the elevator. I heard a pound on the locked door as I walked away and turned around to see that she'd hit the door with some snow and was flipping me off. I went upstairs kind of frazzled and ended up calling the restaurant to let them know what happened and to please reimburse me for my tip. The manager I talked to was horrified and apologized and ended up returning my tip. He also offered a 20% off coupon for a future visit. We love this burger shop so this poor experience isn't going to stop us from eating their food. I just am not going to get delivery from them again. Am I the jerk for ordering delivery from a restaurant a few blocks away? Is this some kind of unwritten rule about delivery that I don't know about? I can understand the frustration of being a delivery driver and being severely underpaid in a situation like this, but I'm guessing the 
delivery driver didn't know that the tip was attached. Maybe the delivery driver was used to people just not tipping, and that's what set them off to this extent, to the point where they're throwing snowballs at the door and flipping them off. If the situation is really that bad for the delivery drivers, that needs to change within the business, and the delivery drivers should not work there until they have some sort of situation figured out where they're not getting totally taken advantage of in a situation where it's less than a mile. But even if it makes sense to be that frustrated as a delivery driver, taking it out on the person who ordered something and even left a 20% tip is not the right play. But let me know what you would do if you're in this situation down below.